My name is Aram, I'm the Dungeon Master for God's Fall, and welcome back for episode 28, Racing the Storm. When we last left the party, they had used their ship's superior maneuverability to force the Blackwater into beaching itself in the tranquil bay. Talking to the crew afterwards who saw the event unfold, they would all be in agreement that that ship's going nowhere until the other two ships that were with it catch up and both of them pull her out. So no one's going to be coming for you for at least a week. Able to finally relax for a moment, Zion asked the ship's cook and doctor, Pehi Toho, to cook up something to help his friend Caitlin sleep. Give this to her before she goes to bed. Place these packet of leaves within it. As the ship drifted slowly along, the town of Phalite came into view, marking the start of a quiet few days as their ship was surrounded by a swarm of glowing seeds. By noon, a great jade tower rises from the peninsula on the water's western edge to mark the Wesselian city of Phalite. Nothing, just a quiet evening. Okay, no dragon right. turtles to eat us. <laughs> Except every now and then you hear a dwarf, <laughs> highly inebriated dwarf screaming, like, ah! woo! <laughs> <laughs> Did you see that one? Oh, oh. that was a big one. And that is a good portent for how the rest of the week goes. The 11th through 15th of Safan, the next five <laughs> days. The next five days are calm, warm ones. Sorry. The next five days are calm, warm ones as thin wisps of clouds roll overhead and the air grows thick with moisture. Insects the size of a human hand dance across the water and huge crocodiles are spotted just below the surface, some 20 feet long, mm. big ones. So I'm, I'm no longer really concerned about the black water for- Oh no, you're far, far, far ahead. And with time on his hand, Torvik methodically investigated the nine remaining spigots on his magical clay jug. All right. This was a lot dis more disappointing. Really? Are you no, kidding? What are you talking about? Uh, yeah, actually, no, I think this is the, the most amazing device we have out of all the things we have. Right. 16th of Safan, Rise Day. On the evening of the 16th, land barely comes into view as the PC ship passes the blood fields to the east, and a thick fog rolls across the water. As they approach the narrow channel between southern Brennus and Wessel, the water churns and boils before them as a titanic crab rises from the depths towering over their ship. Medoro is kind of looking over the side and what you see are six small boats. Grappling hooks start flying up over the sides and ropes go taut as you see three, four dozen men and women caked in red mud climbing the sides. Hi, I'm Steven. I'm playing Torvik Wildtongue, the level four dwarf paladin. Hi, I'm Doug. I'm playing Doro Knot, the level four halfling rogue. Hi, I'm Michael. I'm playing Zion Preeton, a level four human sorcerer. And Dicto. Yep, no, time for a different boat. boat. I see that's not what. No, that's plenty wide enough. Is this hidden. one shaped like a penis as well? They're all shaped like penises, they're boats. Get your brain out of the gutter. They're all shaped like dicks. What do you want from me? They are quite phallic. Yeah. This one is clearly more a vibrator, though. <laughs> I'm no longer worried about this crab, by the way. The crab's an illusion. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. I scream out. Well, no, it disappeared. We saw it disappear. Yeah. Well, you touched it and it went blah. Well, it would still be nice to get the confirmation that it's an illusion, I suppose. I don't know how I knew that. I just kind of like instinctually knew it. Well, you knew about so, illusions and you, right. you knew about illusion magic. Why would magic? that giant crab be there, basically? Right. Like, it's not the convenient place for it to be. Mm -hmm. And the, the fact that Torvik couldn't feel anything from it. Yeah. Was what, Those were two really good clues. I was hoping it was real, though. <laughs> Hi, crab. All right, so. What's your name? Paul. <laughs> what are you doing here, Paul? Guarding the mouth of this river. Paul. Paul the crab. Yep. Um, why are you guarding the mouth of the river, Paul? This I one. don't know. <laughs> Can we go by? Sure. It's out of the way. Thanks, Paul. Let's well, roll initiative. So. In initiative, for instance, I think I might have been doing this wrong. This plus two thing, is that you add that to, what, to what plus you roll. What plus two thing? 
But see, is, says is, initiative. What is initiative? Like, initiative is just your dex modifier okay, zero. and any feats you may have. Oh, I don't. So, okay. Okay, Torvik got two. So Doro was the only one to spot them. So Doro can act as they're climbing the ship. The rest of you all start acting once they're on board the ship. Perfect ambushed. Crow's nest. Okay, so you appear right next to Kai, to uh Did you say Kai well, we're being ambushed? Or did, no, you'll know in a minute. I know. Well, <laughs> so Dora just vanishes next yeah. to Dora? and, and, it, and it appears in the crow's nest. Above, but there's enough of a sound and a thing where you know where he is. I kind of want to, like, if I can, then ambush the enemy as they're up here. Well, Kylo is next to you, and Kylo is scanning the horizon with a thing, you know, looking for apparently the crab. Well, and I'm staying down, and I'll... Like, tug on them right. and say, fuck All right, so Kailu looks down and then, we're being boarded! And then action starts. Okay, leader. They're all Jesus. over the rail, surrounding you they on all sides. The ship, except for the maybe three places where our cannons are, I guess. <laughs> so there are no cannons. <laughs> oh, right. brain. Yeah. All right, well, uh, lead, so the leader, that right. was their action So there are, well, no, she, so there's a woman in the back in crimson robes over the red mud that's caked over her face and arms and this bright shock blonde streaks of straight hair and she is clearly empowered somehow like you can feel waves even being near her there's waves of some kind of new energy that's coming off her that all of you can feel it would be in your best interest to stand down her men are armed in with, you know, with uh, basically spears her for the most men? part. Her mud men are so made. Are any, there's no armor. No, I mean they've got like you know, there's like leather and things like that, but no, none of them are armored. They're just basically bare chested with and and big and muddy with <laughs> spears. Mud men. Okay, well. Uh, I get the hosts. So it's red people. Yeah, well, <laughs> all the red people are holding their actions, You're waiting for one that, of you to you? make a move, and if you do, they're clearly going to stab you. Oh, para. Oh, para. Because it's his Clay turn. Clay plots! Para <laughs> <laughs> decides our fate. Well, there's or, a lot of people, and para isn't going to just decide your fate. And he's looking around, and he's kind of like backing up, putting himself in front of you, but he's not acting yet. But he's, his hands are out, his eyes are twinkling, he's clearly ready to start flamethrowing at people, but he hasn't yet. I'm just going to yell out, what do you want? And, uh, okay, well then on her turn she'll answer you, but she can't quite answer. So you would yell out, what do you want? Who's next? All right, uh, Doro. Uh, I'm holding action just in case these people are here to be like, we've come with a warning. Or yeah, as, like is Ky or, as is Kylo. Would, He's got his bow like to, out and is holding like action as well. Cyrena, so who's our leader, it's her turn, and as well as the rest of our people. So okay. it's really up to her. Well, Cyrena's basically facing her down at this point. And she's like, what do you want? And there's a parlay between them for a while where they're kind of facing off where one's like, you know, your people have, you know, invaded our lands and pushed us back and there have been wars. And there are, there's history of this. The people of Zone and the tribes down here have not been treated well by the people of the north. And as Queen Cyrena points out, well, that's more Brennus than it is me. But, you know, I understand that you have some grievances and this, you know, as the queen, we can discuss this, but I will discuss she nothing. She should not have said that. At the point of a spin. No, no, she's perfectly happy saying that I am the I am the I am the queen regent. I am, you know, blah 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 blah, and I am perfectly willing to discuss this, but not at the point of a spear. And the woman Mazali nods, and everyone lowers their spears. Shall we talk? The woman caked in mud says. I come out from behind her. <laughs> okay, never mind. Just kind of looks behind her. And so I guess. I guess we're out of initiative. So That's her fine. men, you know, are. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so her men are standing on the deck with spears still oh, there. Okay. I mean, as the, you can see them a little closer now, they're all covered in red, in red mud, but the two men that are with her at all times are clearly twins, and they won't leave her side, so. Her and these two guys with with spears are walking into, I guess, Cyrena's cabin. So who's going to this meeting? Well, Cyrena obviously is. Right. Well, her I, first mate obviously is. Right. Well, I would certainly follow. Yes. All right. So all you're going in. I'm gonna run to my room, <coughs> okay. put my armor on. I'll do the sword and the shield. So about ten minutes. Yeah, about okay. ten minutes to do that. And all right. Perfect. Orcus is with you, and she's she's you know, putting on, like, yeah, I put on chain her chainmail. Yep. Mm -hmm. She's ready to go. 
Ready to go. Don't attack first, oinkers. Mm -hmm. Whites of their eyes, right, oink. gotcha. Oink, oink, oink. As she's walking, the mud is vanishing from her, from the soldiers. It just kind of falls, it looks like it's crumbling away, but it crumbles away into nothing. So clearly that was an illusion as well. Okay. Darians are gonna love these Wait, people. Wait, but maybe you should keep them on there because I like calling them mud people. <laughs> so call them mud people. Well, it doesn't make sense when they're not coming in mud, stupid. Well, that's not their fault. <laughs> or concern, frankly. Technically, it's yours. So now they're racist. just naked? So no, no, no they've got like, you know, uh, they've, they've got like, you know, leather and strappy, but they're very, very like, you know, most of their flesh is exposed. The yeah. ambushmen. Yes, not, um, a very, not a very modest culture. No, of course Certainly not. not. Well, they live in the marshes. What's the, what's the temperature around here, by the way? It's warmer. As we've been going south, it's been getting warmer and warmer. And the last few days have been fairly humid. Uh, it's been clear, too. High so the 70s. Sun's out for yeah. really long periods of time. Yeah, so it's especially on the even. water where everything's just a giant mirror to yeah, reflect yeah. it. I mean, it's warm. Mm, it's warm. I no. like mosquitoes. All right, let's go. And big ass mosquitoes and shit. Yeah, and crocodiles. <laughs> They've you know. been, ew. Yeah, well, yeah. giant malaria. Yeah. Yeah. Hooray! Candy yeah. birds that come to like fly around and eat all the mosquitoes. There we go. All the trees. You are the best ever. Right. Tool and you frogs. Travel. This is great. Frogs lined up getting mosquitoes around the edge of the As you, and also, uh, the, as you've been going further south, the trees have gone from, uh, I don't know what the fuck you can call deciduous. them, but deciduous trees Coniferous. to more of a jungle mm -hmm. thing, you know, what I, you know what I mean? Where the plants are thicker, you know, there's, there's more greenery, there's more, it's wetter, hotter, that mm -hmm. kind of thing as you go further and further south. Whatever open position, with the exception of in front of her, uh, there is to the leader, Sure. I would like to teleport to that point and then like be following them in. And I'm eyeing the mm -hmm. two guards like. And they seem, they're, though they're, they're startled by a sudden movement, they don't seem that surprised to see him teleport. The teleporting uh, so at least We've heard of that before. At the very <laughs> least, at least magic doesn't surprise these people as much as you might expect. Cheaters! Mm -hmm. okay. Report you to Kadar. So, <laughs> there they are! There they are! Take them! <laughs> so you guys head into uh, her mess, which is basically just a large, oval, heavy oak table, and you all sit around it. Siren is at one end. Mazali is at the other end. Cyrene, you know, quickly introduces that. Well, she's in the middle of introducing everyone to Mazali. Mazali's like, I do not care. I do not care. You are the only one here that matters. What is it that you want from us? And they're going back and forth for a while, and she's listing demands, and it seems like it's calmer. But at the same point, there's a weird energy coming off of Mazali. You can feel it now, you're as sure as it as you were before. And as you think about this, you kind of tune to this energy, you can feel the same energy coming from the others. It's coming from Doro, it's coming from Para. It would be coming, you assume, from Caitlin and Torvik, were they in the, in the room. But there's a hum of vibration in the air around them. God's and she's got one similar. There was always tension with the people of the South because technically they're part of Brennus, but they obviously do not bow to the king or pay taxes or anything because this is not settled land, you know, mm -hmm. once you get that far south. The tensions have risen after the God's War because, of course, there's less people to trade with, less land in general. Brennus has been ex expanding as people recover and settle, and there's been a push further south. This is their retaliation. They've been taking ships. This is not the first one they've gone after. And there's been increasing tensions between the two areas. And that's what they're going over at length. It's all pretty dull. I mean, it starts to get into like minutia of dates and times. <laughs> I'm well, do something before I just kind of, I'm walking around the deck, just, <laughs> right, it's like just eyeing them all one yeah. by one. Yeah. Winkers well, is right next to you. Like, mm, yeah, yeah, come for us, yeah. <laughs> Okay. At some at some point, Mazali just sits back and she takes a glass of wine. She's like, I'm bored of this. We can accomplish nothing. Where is the dwarf? Right, well, I go out onto the deck. Motion to so, Torvik. Uh, well, <laughs> what, what I'm picturing in my head is you guys are in there having serious conversation. Mm -hmm. And I was walking around doing that. And then when you guys come out, everyone's surrounded in a circle. And it's me just, and we're just wrestling. Like we're having like a fun wrestling tournament or something like that. That's fun. And, and she like That's her the, the the main lady is like, what are you doing? Like, well, no, she would still be in there. 
So her guards would see people come out, they'd just be kind of like, you know, they would kind of snap back to and pick up their spears and kind of shuffle towards the edges. But, you know, obviously, Torvik's making friends. Torvik! What? I had him! I had him! Uh, Mazali of the Red People uh, wishes an audience with you. What is it? Okay, Torvik, here's the deal. They're trying to prevent a, a massacre here. Not of us, but of all of those poor people out there that are following her. So far, you're not doing terribly well. And she says that as she strides out, she's wearing a long, split-open crimson robe with really in elaborate golden embroidery all over it. She has stark white hair that's very, very long and pulled into a tail that basically wraps around her legs. And she's very kind of flowy and dramatic and pointy and leaning on things and hands or that kind of thing, you oh know. Oh my god. Yeah. It's another fucking hell. And what can I do for you? And she just kind of walks up and she walks around you and she kind of picks at the, you know, the leather straps tying your armor and she'll poke at a steel plate once can in a while. Can you stop it? What are you doing? She picks up the shield and lets it go and she's like, you need none of this. It encases you. What's it you keeps you from what you are. Does anybody know who this lady is? What is she, what? No, but she's fascinating. I see that you enjoy wrestling. And she kind of looks over at her people and there's a couple of them that are a little scuffed and, you know. And they're and messing like, some you know, of their just, mud. Yeah, they just, well, no, all their mud's gone. Oh, but, right, you know, she's damn. Gonna, they're not they're the just mud people. Like, oh, you, you guys know. are in there for like half an hour. Gotta do something for fun. Would you care for an actual challenge? What did you have in mind? Me. Uh, lady, you might not want to do that. Lady, I'm not going to wrestle you. You want to name a champion in your stead? I will happily face them. What is happening? I don't know, but I maybe you should just beat her up. Uh, Mazali is mm -hmm. your name? Uh, do you have a title or do you prefer to be Mazali, to Mazali is fine. Titles are for your people. Well, Mazali, I couldn't uh, help but notice your little uh, illusion. Well, I should say, rather large illusion. Thank you. And, uh... As you might know, magic had left the world for 98 years. It's only begun to re-enter. I can't help but notice that perhaps you are helping it to re-enter through you. Did the Ironwood die? Well... Did our knee crumble? Have the lava forges of the north gone silent? Has um, the world storm fallen? Not yet. Have the ashworms become quiet? No, definitely not. How has magic left this world? <laughs> Access to magic may have left this world, but magic never left this world. It has always been here. That's deep. <laughs> as deep as the ashworms. Deep, 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 deep. So, what can we do here to avoid bloodshed? We're we could have a contest. A contest of strength between me and this dwarf. Uh, okay. And she is not armored. She has no weapons on her whatsoever. And where do you propose we have this well, contest? Well, the deck will be fine. What, I mean, what is your choice of games? What uh, we, what she... She snaps her fingers and her people rush up and move the two boats that are in the middle and it's kind of clears 40 foot by 40 foot space, let's say, or 20, whatever. A square of space. And she just gestures. Oh, I know who she is. It's time to wrestle. <laughs> I know who she is. Mm -hmm. I, I do have a game, but... I like, I'm taking things off mm -hmm. and get down to my, you know, just like a skivvies and... All right. The twins are behind her, massaging oils into her shoulders. And I'm massaging Torbeck. <laughs> You're like on a um, step right, stool. Here's what you need to do. And she sheds her robe, and then she just looks at you, and her eyes roll back white, and her neck creaks back, and you hear bones snap and crack within her, and her muscles rage against her skin as she grows, and hair bursts from every part of her, what? and a round later, you are staring at a large black ape. And she comes right for you. Initiative. Quick, use your power. <laughs> Sit! <laughs> she just stops. <laughs> what? Well, I do have command animal. So, but I guess she wouldn't be tech. She's not an animal. Okay. Oh. No. I'm going to be in initiative, if only just to watch and hold my round. Fair but. enough. 17. I need the stats for an ape. Uh, are we ready? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, well then, um, Mazali's first act. All right, she comes swinging, and she swings at you twice. The first hit, well, the first swing, sorry, uh, 23 is going to hit you. Yeah. 
And the second one, uh, 15? Well, I'm, I'm not wearing armor, armor, so... So, yes. Yeah, okay. Like 12 is the normal age. Just, no, you put on your armor. No, I took it off because we were just wrestling. Oh, right, because we're just wrestling. Okay. Yeah. Okay. First one, just a big, giant fist meets your face, and you have been hit hard. This is really hard. Five points of damage as she cracks you across the face and you stumble backwards. She raises both hands to follow up and bring them down on your back. Eight points of damage as she slams the top of your shoulders and drives you down to one knee. Mm-mm-mm. All right. Uh, and all of her people are like, Wah! spears in the air, cheering around her. I hold my action, but I'm watching. Right, <laughs> if this gets too bad, I'm gonna <laughs> do something. All right, Torbeck. Well, if you're going to be using a little fun, let's try this. And I, I want to, I want my, you know, the eyes to turn green. Yep. Just get just anger face. Yeah. And thunderous smite. Excellent. Right so it's gonna upper. It's gonna uh, uppercut. Gonna, yeah. Perfect. All right. God damn it. No, there's a three, so oh, there's nothing. Yeah. Boom, this massive hand clamps around your wrist and just stops you. You're stunned how strong she is. It just stops your fist right before you catch her chin. Uh, she's going to grapple you now, or she's just going to try to. All right. That's uh, opposing. 17's going to hit. Now you have to do opposing strength. Uh, nice. 20. Uh, she rolled a 17, so she had your arm and went to, like, hurl you off the side of your ship and your other hand just boom like just clamped around uh one of those kind of there's like hand holds on the mast to mm. climb up the side you just clamped around it no you aren't going anywhere so stand off your turn so i'm gonna go for a grapple and i get a 10. uh 17 will hit you yep. okay and that will hit you as well so again she just cracks you twice across the face Take 16 total. Wham! He's looking, I'm assuming, pretty bruised and bloody at this point. Yeah, I'm down to, is it 16? Mm -hmm. In Call of Cthulhu, when you lower below half of your hit points, you become bloodied. Yeah, I'm at eight hit points right now. Thank yeah, you. so you're looking pretty, one eye swollen <laughs> shut, your cheeks split open, there's blood coming out your mouth, your ears all boxed in, your shoulder has clearly been dislodged and is hunched down. You're not looking great. As she's circling you and you're just kind of like, you know, right? You can hear her voice in your head. Her lips aren't moving, she's in a giant ape form, but she's, I'm gonna let go. I'm, right. I'm, I'm filled with rage at this point. I'm angry. So you just you guys see the ape circling back and forth around Torvik for a second, and then go wha bam, wha bam, and doom, 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 begin to charge him, and he just steps back and just. And you see his neck snap forward, and his arms wrench open, and his hands flatten and spread as black talons burst forth from, and they're screaming and blood and fur, and then he leans back, and he has become a black bear and just lets out a howl as this ape comes charging towards him. What you, you, you don't understand this yet, but what you can do now is wild shape. And you're, you're gonna be limited to this form for a bit until you can figure out more forms, but you have a maximum challenge rating of one. So you can turn into anything uh, okay. one challenge rating and under, but right now all you can do is a bear and barely that. Mm -hmm. Barely. I mean, it's a giant bear. It's a, it's a big fucking bear. Yeah. Have you ever yeah. seen it's a brown bear? bear? Challenge it's rating is a brown bear. One. Challenge rating is one. Yeah. One. It's really? one. Yeah. yeah. I think it's like a Black bear's two. a half. Whatever. All right, so yeah, I'm a large bear now. One eighth. <laughs> it's a heavy bear. It's We're a big so bear. You think. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Four Chris is really a malevolent spirit. And like. now a paladin druid. So bear. Pala bear. Pala bear. Pala bear. Okay, yeah, so. Now you're ready to go? Giant fucking bear. So All right. I'm, I'm going full bore. Roll to attack. Uh, okay, so. Oh, wait, I need the book still. He bites out her jugular. <laughs> <laughs> so the first thing Jesus. I'm going to do is I'm going to, I'm going back on my haunches and just a claw attack. Yep. So it's just one. Her armor class is 12. Oh. Having a bad day. Dude, can you get Where's, another yeah, die? Okay, well, this isn't please. my die. So die. your form is new to you and you don't quite like, you know, arms and claws don't quite line up with your arms and claws and you just wildly swing over her head in a lazy, she just ducks it easily. Right, and then, so frustrated with that, I do the bite it. Mm -hmm. I try to bite her. Uh, still nothing. Eight plus four, which is nine, ten. Eight plus five. 
Everything is plus five to hit. So it's 13, and that plus, hits her. I thought it was plus four. Mm -mm. Both attacks are plus five. Oh, okay, yeah. So that will hit her. Right, so your so teeth just sink into her shoulder, and you roll... 1d8 plus four? Correct. Uh, nice. Seven. Seven. Seven, seven plus eight. All right, so 10, just 11. sink them deep into her left shoulder, and you hear the ape kind of cry out a bit. And everyone's like, oh, you know, oh. <laughs> and she's going to punch back. Do I? Actually, no, she's not at this point. Hang on. No, she's proven her point. That's what she wanted. So, yeah, she just basically, you know, pulls her shoulder out of your mouth, takes a step back, and a globe of daylight appears in front of her. You throw your hands up, and you're blinded for a second, and when it fades away, you're like, she's just... And you feel instantly calm. Like you can hear, she's still inside your head. You guys are communicating in the same way she would, you would normally talk to animals. But it's different, it's not feeling, it's actual words. And you do feel completely calm at a moment. She just gently puts a hand on your chest. And she says, well, this nozzle. is- <laughs> Yeah, like, <laughs> this is your path now. You have walked it for some time. But now many doors are open to you. And she kind of just gently pets your muzzle. And you just feel calm and you feel your bones re-knit and like everything pulls back into you. And as you stand, you are healed. The injuries that were done to you before are gone. You are fine. And she goes on to explain to you that many moons ago, many moons ago, she was alone in the jungle and there was a swirling of bats that came out of almost nowhere and just surrounded her and she heard voices and calling and words and then she just kind of gasped and fell and she saw giants and dragons and all of this, and she saw the world burn in front of her. And then she got, it was gone. It was just simply gone. And ever since then, she's been able to make these illusions. She's been able to call upon people's nightmares and it's just gotten more and more powerful. She recently had been elevated to the queen of this tribe because they view her as a goddess, which she technically is. <laughs> and so that's how she, and this clearly lines up with the information you had about someone who was connected to Shakti. Never did. Oh, she never gave you that info, did no. she? No. She gave it to Cyrena. But Cyrena had it, and Cyrena would have shared it with you, or at least brought it up right then. In fact, right. as you're doing that, Cyrena passes you a piece of paper, and she points right to it. Now, remind me again, what, what is Shakti? The, Shakti is uh, the goddess of illusion. In fact, illusion. hang on, I've got that piece of paper right here. So is she not really an ape? This is an illusion? Uh, roll, uh, uh, what, is, what is spellcraft? Or the, uh, uh, Arcana. Thank you. She fucking hit me like an ape. <laughs> well, she no, was definitely an ape. That was a badass. That was not an illusion. Yeah. 23. Yeah, she's a druid. As far as, I mean, she's got to be a druid. So they're saying that I am a monster now. I'm saying you can become whatever you want. And as she says that, she just kind of like gently leans upon the railing and then tumbles right over it. You a splash, and then a second later, a dolphin leaps into the air and goes straight back down. And then when it comes back up, it's her. She's kind of gently pushed herself up onto it, flips her wet hair, gently alights back over the rail and walks back onto the deck, dripping wet, casually leaning, no problems whatsoever. Cool! <laughs> so where does this place us? That is a good question. And she turns to Cyrena, and Cyrena's been just quietly standing there the entire time, looking calm but menacing, which is kind of her general MO, mm -hmm. right? And she's like, we have come to a, an agreement of sorts. And From these woods here and here, we shall not enter. We shall that not kind of thing, exactly. Taxes, yeah, three bar, you know, three, three we'll barges of some, grain, blah, blah, blah. Barley yeah. in exchange yeah. for safe passage of the ships along yeah. this route. Exactly, that kind of thing. Yeah, she, yeah, she basically bought, she, you know, she paid a small ransom there. Well, then I would warn her about the Kadarians, the fact that, um, uh, just to let you know, uh, Mazali, there's a group of, uh, of people from my land, Kadar, which are uh, in pursuit of us, but uh, Kadarians, not... this far south? Yes, uh, specifically for us. <laughs> and uh, also they're on the move uh, w in war in general. We shall say hello to your friends. All right, 
and don't hurt them. <laughs> and I shall try not to. Ta-ta! <laughs> Lovely meeting you. And her men gather their, gather their spears, climb off the side of the boat. Goodbye! Yep. Release uh, their grappling hooks and they're gone. As I poke you in different places. Please don't poke me. What else can you turn into, Tarvik? Tarvik, could you put on some clothes? Oikers, like, Oikers, <laughs> Oikers comes striding over, looks you, and just poof, big huge head, and like, kind of like, she's gotten stronger, kind of lifts you up off your feet a bit, and knocks you five feet back, and <clears throat> Watch it, pig! Uh, all right, we need, I need, I think I need to go to bed. You're pretty exhausted this at this is, point. Yeah. Someone go tell that little girl I'm not a monster. Pick up one I was always right. <laughs> Good night, everyone. <laughs> She'll tell you tonight. Don't worry. I told you so. There's like 17 of her all rotating around you. Just like, I told you so. Good night, Torvik. Good night. Torvik's a monster. Torvik's a monster. No, I'm not. Stop this. All right. Anything else to do then? Her crew is like, they, I mean, they were prepared for some things. They're a little weirded out by giant crabs. Well, to be fair, we were weirded out by it too. Red mud people, giant pig, bear giant bear guy. They're all, everyone's just kind of like, you've been like helping out on the show, on, on the um, ship and they've all just like, like hot and they're all like, hey, yeah. But they're all like, you know, <laughs> like a little kind of side eye, a little extra room. As so like, yeah, as I pick up winkers and I'm walking downstairs, they're all just kind of precisely mm -hmm. yeah. parties. Give you a little bit extra space. Yeah, set sail. You know, like set sail. <laughs> all right. Uh, no. The 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 waters after this pass grow deep and dark. You can see. I mean, before like you could see to the bottom in many areas where the sandbars would come up. And here, no, it is deep and dark and still. Seventeenth to the twentieth of Safan, the next four days are nearly windless as the waters of Tranquil Bay turn still, earning their name. The sails go limp, and the crew brings out oars to keep the ship moving. And after, but it's tough. They are not a full ship. Right, I mean, there'd be like about forty people on this ship normally, mm -hmm. and they have twenty-two. Well, yeah. So they're taking shifts. Even the officers are taking shifts, and they and they begin rowing. But even the first day is grueling, and you are at a quarter speed right, right now. Right, right. Well, I'll help out too. So I'll go down below decks, and I'll be using my force on two different oars to keep them going. Paris sees that, and he comes up behind you, and he's like, "Come with me." But we need to row the ship. I've got an idea. Come with. Me. All right. Come with me. And he kind of not be going to just make out. You <laughs> <laughs> close a door. Blah, blah, blah. I have so, an idea. Put my tongue in your face. <laughs> he takes you to the front of the ship, and he's like, "When I was watching Torvik talk to the animals, and like when he focused his divinity like towards the front of the, I don't know. I could just kind of just sit with, just sit with me." And he sits down, cross-legged in front of you, and he takes your hands. All right. And he's, and he's like, "Can you wrap the ship?" With force? Yeah. Uh, I want you, or not even maybe the whole ship, just like try and like, try and create a field between the ship and the water. All right. Well, I tried to envision what he's saying, wondering how he would even think to know to do this, but that's okay. Uh, because, that's the because way human minds work. You never know. There's on the boats that he anywhere. worked with, they would frequently, you know, slather the bottom of it and wax it up so that it creates less friction as it mm -hmm. glides through the water. So what he's thinking is maybe you could do the same thing with yeah. force. Right. And he's focused on you, like his hands, like that kind of blue, harmless flame, mm -hmm. rolls up your arms and feels warm and inviting and you feel energized by it. Right, so does that mean I'm rolling at advantage? Or what you are mean? rolling wisdom and with advantage, correct. Mm -hmm. 17. All right, that is successful. You're able to form the shield is kind of like a sled almost underneath, not the whole boat, but the good portion of the front of it, lifting it slightly out of the water and creating far less drag as it cuts through. The ship noticeably increases speed. You're not full speed, you're about half speed, but again, with him, if you take a shift for about eight hours and keep it up with Paris' help, 
the ship will gain a lot more speed. Well, at least you'll lose less going right. through it. All right, well, Paris and I sit on the deck all day, holding hands and making the ship go faster. Okay, that's what everyone sees as they're <laughs> doing it. Is that what you call it. I'm, yeah. You're working on <laughs> I shut myself off from everybody, and I'm just, I, I want to work on the armor and just... Oh, no fair. At one point, I want to bug Torvik. Knock, 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 go away! No, well, I, no, well, I'm going back no. into that, that zone where I'm just, that's all I'm doing. Fair just enough. a clear mind and just... So I don't even notice things going on around me and... No one's answering that door. I, then I go to the side of the ship where the window is and right. I teleport into it. So you just kind of lower yourself with a rope? slowly as my head goes down. Tarvik! And I teleport in. What are you doing? What's, what's this? What are you doing? Uh, not now, Doro. Absolutely, right now! <laughs> How have you not finished this armor yet, buddy? What's going on? Really, I think you're well, really, I think you're taking too much time. What he is doing is there is he has laid out all of these sheets of wood, oh, all no, these I'm individual sure pieces of wood, and there like, is like a little bit of tar that he's boiling at different temperatures to try and get the viscosity right, and there's this. And, I mean, there's a lot of very complex shit going on all no, around you. Yeah. I'm, oh, Do yeah, you I remember imagine. that I had to fucking what, drive the boat for three days? No. But anyway, why isn't this done yet? <laughs> Toro, <laughs> uh, please just leave me alone for a minute. Ah, and I teleport to the other side of him and I look at it. Maybe I can help. Do you want help? What does this do? What does that do? What about this poor, poor, Why is poor? this attached? <laughs> and I reach over and I, I pet Winkers and they said, this, I, I've got all the help I need right now, Doro. Uh, this is kind of, boring! Marcus just kind of looks at you and just... Uh, all right, all right. And I... Leave. I just walk out the door and close it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, and at some point, then maybe I'll go visit Caitlin. Okay. Caitlin is has been like up now. She is like you know occasionally at the railing. You know, a couple of the younger crew members like look after kind of like a sister. So you know, she's starting to feel. I mean, almost very familyish, which is probably comforting for her right now. So yeah, and she just spends a lot of time looking out over the water. Let's talk about your torture. No, uh... <laughs> <laughs> she flings herself into the, in, into the cold embrace of the sea. Oh, then the sea gets the power. I know. Nice. <laughs> um, <laughs> I kill her. The now, sea uh, of dreams. Yeah. Ew. Mm. Yet it does. From the city of Raleigh. Wrong game. Um, anyway, Caitlin! Hey, Doro. Hey, uh, so have you had any new dreams lately? No, I haven't had any dreams. I've actually been sleeping well for the first time in weeks. Great! Well, whatever you're doing, just keep doing that. And she just kind of, like, leans her head against your shoulder. Oh, yeah, no, no. problem. I, I, that's fine. Cool. You guys are going to stare at, at the ocean for a few minutes? Yeah, I'll just hang out with her. Okay. Uh, eventually, then, I'll return to my room, probably go to bed at some point. Fair enough. All right, so you guys are all, you're, just, you're finding things to do. You're working on your armor. You are helping the ship with Para. The next uh, 17, 18, 19, 20, the next four, four days go the same. There is no wind. It is still, it is hot. It is oppressively hot. It just, nothing, you're always in, in, a, in a state of damp and sweating yeah. at all times. Your mats are soaked. Even the, uh, even the uh, hammocks mm -hmm. are soaked because they're hot bunkered in those hammocks. So one crew goes to the oar, one crew goes to bed, and it's just constant sweaty, humid, damp crap the whole time. That's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> Once a day, they stop the boat, drop anchor for about half an hour. The crew swims, you know, bathes cool. off, climbs back on. You know, it's mm -hmm. the only thing they can do, really. Although what they have found out is that your jug, the water that it puts out is cold. Unlike nice. the water, yeah. So if you guys want to like get a cold, <sighs> like oinkers. Well, how would they do that? Because it'd be by my side at all times. Oinkers, oinkers figured it out. So oh. oinkers like is like the whole time it's been on her back, her legs up in the air, and she's just dying. She cannot stand it, and so she'll nudge you and nudge you and beg you to pull the cork out of it, and then she'll <laughs> just kind of splash around in the water and kick up her legs, and then thump, go to sleep. Yeah. Like every hour Crazy she's bugging pig. you. Yeah. Uh, all right. Now, so it's, it's, it's four long slogging days of that. And that gets you down around here, past Fele, 
down past the blood fields, down mm -hmm. through this area, and are now being entering the Emerald Arch. And the Emerald, have you ever seen Heilong Bay? All those gorgeous mounds in, in that Vietnam Bay that are covered in, you know, these big, round, tall, mountainous things that oh, seem yeah, to rise out of the water and are covered with trees. Yeah. You've seen that imagery, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's what this looks like. This is all covered in that. And they start to, sure, they start to pull in the sails a bit. Mm -hmm. And Sirena well, gathers. Well, the sails weren't working anyway. Yeah. Well, well, no. I mean, the wind is beginning to pick yeah, up. It'll pick gone. up in this area. But she, they're pulling the sails any anyway. And you guys are a little confused by that because, thank God, wind, right? Mm -hmm. And she pulls you all, you know, onto the deck. And she's like, "We have a decision to make. We are passing through the arch. Attack!" <laughs> yeah, yeah. On the morning of this humid oath day, a strong wind begins to stir from the north, filling the ship's sails as the forested tips of the Emerald Arch appear. Tall, narrow mounds are blanketed with jungle foliage, some towering hundreds of feet above the water. Behind these emerald monoliths, the blackened, broken crest of Titan's Ridge looms into view. The edge of the crater surrounding the void rises to its highest point here, as a destructive force is brought down by a gun in his effort to obliterate in his effort to obliterate, Baros and his union were redirected by Zavon to form jagged, impossibly high walls of obsidian. The ship can safely traverse the Emerald Arch by pulling in her sails and rowing. That will take three days. We can also attempt to proceed through at full or half speed. It's a lot of, you know, dotted islands and things, and she's got a good crew. They could sail through at full speed. It'd be more, it was safer sailing through at half speed. It'd be perfectly safe to row through. It is currently the 21st of Safan. Once they're through the Emerald Arch, they figure it's gonna be three more days to the spear. That's how they've timed it out. It's the world storm comes down on the 30th. Right, so what day is it again? It is the 21st. service. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. I open the door. So assuming it's not locked. Wankers is like, hmm? <laughs> oh, and uh, uh, I hand her some of the bangers. <laughs> and uh, oh, Tor, I haven't showered in a, in a and second. I, yeah, I'm yeah. No. Oof. It is force, it's, force. Encapsulate <laughs> <laughs> him so he you, stops stinking. You create two little shields of force right in your nostrils. <laughs> Torvik, um, I brought you some food. I think you need to eat. You look pretty bad. So, uh, the uh, sight of food, like, you don't think about it, but the second you see it, you're like, yeah, that looks pretty damn good. Uh, okay. Yeah, sure. How long have I been down here? Two days. <laughs> two days and two nights. Two days and two nights, no. We're going to need your help again, and I need you back at your full strength. <sighs> what you did was very impressive. I'm very uh, happy to know you that you can turn into a bear. You shouldn't feel bad about I'm that. I'm not a monster. No, you're not a monster. You're a bear. There's well, also, bears you. aren't monsters. Yeah, bears aren't monsters. Yeah. What are you talking about? Dwarves don't turn into bears. You're not a dwarf. Monsters you're a godling. turn you know into that. bears. Take your proper place. You who are you to tell me take my proper place? I am the god of force. That is who. No, Do not treat me as any practitioner of tricks. This rise is chanting his name. No, that doesn't happen. Okay. Let go to your head. I am more than your traveling companion. I am also your friend. I don't like to see you feeling so bad about yourself. There's no reason to. You've done everything to help us, and we've gotten so far because of you. I want you to buck up and pull yourself together, man. It's roll, time to take a shower. Uh, roll. <laughs> what is the equivalent of like leadership, whatever the fuck we've got now? There's got to be something about that. Persuasion. Yeah, Cheering persuasion up. works. Tech now, it'd be performance. <laughs> I think pers I know he's trying to get him to do something, so Ooh. persuasion. 14. It's more inspiring because it's coming from him. It's a little hokey. It's a little <laughs> speechy. You're not really down for those for those things, but you understand what he's doing. The food is pretty good. So, you know. So, I want you to eat your food, I want you to take a shower, and then I want you to come upstairs and we'll have a talk. Can we do this? Uh, I guess that's fine. Da 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 Fuck! Alright. You guys walk back up to the um, top of the ship and they explain what they want to do. They want to proceed through this area at full speed. No, so. I haven't decided that. Oh, sorry. 
You know, uh, oh there. I thought you were doing. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. I'm thinking of going at half speed, but right. using yes. uh, using Torvik. Uh, Torvik and using me. So um, how do you help? Uh, by uh, stopping imminent the, collision. Yeah, yeah, stopping any collisions. Gotcha. All right. So you want to call the animals? <sighs> yes. So I mean, Dora. Yes. Um, you can. Uh, That's me. <laughs> you can focus your energies on him to try to help him out. Okay. And Para, you can focus your energies on me and try to help me out. Yep. That way we can all do something. That actually does help both you The twaffling reconstitute. <laughs> and then you just like, with, with Doro's, you know, little energy. Stop taking right? a shower, so I don't know why right. you're getting... Right. No, you know, no. Because I was poor. You've been smelling dead, yeah, like, dead I, fish for the past I, I, four I, weeks, so... People you know. would just die in the street well. in Port Bliss sometimes. It's not... I don't... You <laughs> don't stay out the Yeah, you smell yeah, like... You smell like... You smell, you smell like port worker. It's Exactly. You smell like the sewer. Normal. I can with the with the track. energy that you know is being you know, with the extra I'm divinity. I'm your scalp. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Calm, this, don't. this is making think me really of a blue ocean. So you're Use getting my power, you're, you're getting a little bit of extra boost, right? So it's incredibly easy. I mean, you're just calling a couple animals. So you reach out. There's a couple like large fish in the area that you can easily reach out to. They swim to the front of your boat, but as you start to per, to reach the first of the mounds, there's a skittishness. They panic and they swim back and forth and then boom, they're gone. You're able to hold them for a second, but they are just gone. You reach out for other ones and everything is behind you. We're far to the sides. There is nothing, no wildlife whatsoever amongst these stones. We've got a problem. What is it? Do the animals, animals won't go past the stones. All stop, Sirena, all stop. It's all stop, and sails go out. <laughs> I mean, sorry, and uh, uh, oars go out. <laughs> drag the ship to a, to a stop. Were they afraid like they were of the fake crab? Or yeah. is this something else? <laughs> they were definitely afraid. It was, they, were, they, they stopped and they are terrified. They're, they're standing behind us, actually. The entire, the entire animal kingdom is behind us because they won't go forward. Mm. Can you sense any birds in the trees? Nothing. nothing. There's literally nothing zone. in these rocks. It is devoid of life. Creepy. All right then. You go take a shower. Uh, <laughs> oh, well, let's drag you behind the boat by a rope for half an hour. Drag him behind the boat by a rope for half an hour. He'll be clean. Right. Uh, Keel haul him. That'll do it. <laughs> now there's life in the water. Yeah. yeah right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we're gonna have to go back to the plan of rowing and spotting very carefully. So um, maybe Doro, you go back up to the crow's nest and help them spot. All right, so if you row, it is the 19th. By the time you row through, it'll be the 22nd. From that point, it'll it's take you until the 25th to get to the Spear of Jarden, which means that they, the world storm opens in five days. And Sirena, as you're discussing that, is looking at a map and she's like, it is an eight day, is an eight day ascent to the observatory from the spirit of Jordan. Of course it is. Well, not exactly. Uh, if we're, <laughs> because we have Doro. Um, That's true. <laughs> but you also don't know what you're gonna be seeing when you get there. It's also up a mountain. Will they have eyesight? I mean, there's a lot of variables here. I'm sorry, I'm talking half as me and half as her. I apologize. <laughs> no. Can we go at like two thirds sail? <laughs> or like a, there's you know, a full one speed third sail? There's a half speed, full speed, or rowing. Rowing is one third, <laughs> but Half half speed? Proceed carefully? Yeah, but we need to be spotting a lot. Well, also, if you're doing what you were doing before, maybe you can provide some buffer right. zone, you know? So, I mean, although oh, oh, they'll make the ship go faster, so. Yeah. So there's but that. There would be added control, though, wouldn't it? Because, because you're not. It's not the friction of the water that you're stopping when you're stopping you the boat. You could theoretically help them turn faster, or maybe just, like, get ready to put a you know, to turn it and not maybe just like stay focused, but not necessarily using your powers and, until they're like sharp right and you just, you just drive a plow into the water. All right, time into the masthead. <laughs> no, that'll just kill you. You'll, 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 you'll have yourself. to do both. If you just accepted all the force were pressed against it, it would just crush you like a bull, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or, just, or your arms would just rip <laughs> off or so whatever. No, no. God! No. You've no, I got you, Zion in my mouth. You've, no, you've, at, this, you've at this point figured out that, 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 that you need to be an anchor point Ow! between two things that it has to be equalized in order for you to do something like this. Mm. So, so you would basically hit the deck 
and then or 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 even place a hand on the bow and then a hand in the water and use that you know against right. each to other to move the boat against the rock exactly yeah so that it, the force is just flowing through so you and para can stay ready for this okay well yeah. that's what we're going to do throughout all right the half speed Okay. So, <laughs> Shipwreck. Okay, so the ship slides into these huge green mountains and it is silent. There are no insects, there are no birds, there's nothing, there's no noise coming back. Your own voices get swallowed. There's no echo because there's such thick foliage over these looming rocks all around you and you're just carefully, quietly slipping in between them. Four hours go by, uh, the watch is tense, there's people, you know, in the, you know, up in the nest and everything ready. It's starting to grow uh, dimmer, it'll be dark by the time you're out of this, but, you know, it's starting to grow a little dimmer, so, you know, and, but you're just sailing through. As you come around one of these particularly large rocks, the Emerald Arch first comes into view. At the center of the Emerald Arch, a massive arch strides two of the largest islands spanning miles with nothing supporting it aside from where its twin bases meet the rocky hillside on either edge. No one knows who built it or by what means. Local Silwani tribesmen call it Kogarod, which translates to Skygate. The place around it is eerily quiet, and you're just going to silently slide right underneath it. I'm sorry. <laughs> are you are you looking at it? Okay, fine. Let's do break when a couple of the crew laughs. <laughs> are you are you are you on the deck as well? Yes. Are you looking at the are you looking at the sky gate? Yes. As you're pa as you're passing it and you're staring at it, you feel uneasy and dizzy, and your stomach lurches. You're experiencing vertigo, and staring at it seems to to make it worse. Well, I'm not going to stare at it then. Then you feel fine. No. If just, but there is a weird sense of unease. I kill it. Would I? The arch? Yep. The arch yep. that's Flugus. miles across it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Several I miles trans above it. I get a sneak attack. All right, roll that. Teleports it. Step, 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 step. <laughs> Fucking you 14. Miss. You missed. You missed everything. It's the size of a barn. You missed it. In fact, it's bigger. You missed, yeah, but it's two miles above your head. But no, you miss it. And then I throw my daggers. Remember they... <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. So as you're, as Doro is standing in the middle of the ship, throwing a dagger 30 feet into the air, then running to go and grab it, then running back and throwing one 60 feet no, into the air, run, then teleport. running to grab it. Who's running? Teleport. And then he'll throw it 90 feet in the air, and then and then he'll teleport high, and then throw it, and then fall back down and, tele and teleport, and he'll still fall down. One crash into the water. As he's doing that... No, I'm not doing any of that. Caitlin <laughs> is on deck, and she's leaning against the rail as she usually is, and she sees Doro, and then she turns back, and her eyes are just rolling over pink and purple. And she says, They live in the place beyond the sky gate, eyes and teeth in a sea of darkness filled with rot and nightmares. They come from the stars, from the first dreams of the old ones, to feast on flesh and hope and bones and pride. Oh, that sucks because I have a lot of pride. Okay. You <laughs> I have, have bones. You feel it right before you're going to hit it, but there's suddenly something massive directly in front of your boat. I focus all of my energy and push the boat mm. against it. Roll wisdom. Uh, 20. 20. To not a natural, but yeah. Natural, okay. Not natural, not natural. Not a natural. Not 20. a natural. 20. 20. Right, you feel it right before you hit it. You put all your energy on it. The boat lifts as it does strike it, but much slower. And instead of being completely beached, only the front of the boat is on it. You've gone about five feet in the air. Everyone comes to a halt, but it's a little bit more gradual than it would have been. So you're able to stabilize yourselves, but the boat is stuck on something. We're here? Right. Well, so not quite yet. No. I continually use my force to try to push the boat back against whatever that something is. The, well, the current's coming this way, and the boat is heavy. So it's beyond your strength. You're going to need help in order to do it. How is the water striking this thing that we're beached on? The water's coming from behind you and pushing forward. Right. And you are pressed up against What's something. What's it like hitting this? Like You don't know. You, can can't, you, you can't see. So the water's it's not under the water hitting line. something. We're just stuck on something that the water's Correct. Yeah, the water's going ahead. It's fine. just normal. Correct. 
Okay. You are basically at this trim point. Trim sails. You are direct. Yeah, you trim direct. them so that there's not more force. You know, right, right. and you are directly under the arch at this point. Well, I didn't do it. <laughs> at this point, I come up from my lair. Basically, at this point, yeah. What what happened? Torment. We've beached on nothing. <laughs> so we can't see anything under us. Correct. Just, like, the the water is dark. Mm. And you can't see anything underneath All right, you. I rip, uh, pull out my uh, light globe and throw yeah. it into the air. Okay. Whoa. There's like a little light globe covered next to you now. I still can't see it. Like I... You can't. Whatever is under the water line, you can't see it. Yeah. The water is just dark. Not light, just dark, muddy, thick, uh, inky blackness swirling around you. I cast friends on the darkness. Yay! <laughs> Yay! Friends. The darkness joins the team. Yes. <laughs> So we lean over the side of the, the ship. Okay, Para, uh, cast flame down that way. Right, so Para casts, you know, this little flame down that kind of dances across the water and sizzles into steam. And it's like, flame is not the help, most helpful thing. You're just, it's well, all- be able to see the dark water. It's a bright reflection off the front of the water. It just makes it harder to see. Throw the light globe down. You could, you could, you, you could have the light globe lower into the water if you want. You could, you could just lower yeah, the light okay. globe into the water. Yeah, use my force and lower it into the water. All right, so. Uh, roll, uh, just roll concentration, so roll a constitution check. Oh, God. No. What'd you roll? Four. Okay, so... <laughs> plus two. That four plus one. All right, so <laughs> you lower the globe into the water, and it goes down, and it just, it starts to lower faster than you expected it to, and now it's about 20 feet down. Roll one more time to try and grab it. Please work, please work on it. Probably not. Now nine. I lost ah, our shit. Globe. Well, okay. So you just—it just slipped. Like for some reason, it just—you can't quite hold it. Like the water, you know, you're used to reaching things through air. Through water, I guess, is harder. Mm -hmm. And it just slips out of your fingers, and it sinks. As it sinks, it does illuminate right around it, and you see a second arch, or the feet of a second arch meeting directly underneath this one. And you guys are at the right at the pinnacle of that arch and have beached up on top of it. Mm -hmm. And that's what you're on. And I want perception rolls from everyone looking over the edge right now. Sirena, I'm rather surprised that, uh, like, if this is the case here, that, that, no, that yeah, have 18, sailors 18 never come five. across no, this problem No, there have before? been ships lost in this area before. 23. But what are we rolling? Sorry. Uh, 23? Yeah. Uh, perception. Oh, no. Uh, 12. My plus five perception is... As the globe <sighs> fell... 17. Out. No, you didn't, you didn't see it. As the globe sunk to the bottom, you swore for a second you saw something large and quick swim underneath the boat. Did, did anybody see that? No. What, what? was it? I, no. No one else saw it. Look, can we get going? We're wasting time here. All right. You hear a scream and turn to see two huge tentacles wrap around a crewman, rip him in half and drag both halves down under the water as a bucket of blood just splashes across All the deck. All mortals below deck! Everyone just kind of looks at you and then ignores that as they grab weapons and like spears and are at the edges like, who saw that? What happened? They're all, they're all shouting. All Time to leave now! <laughs> all of you get below deck. Okay, Please. and Sabrina's si si like, do as, he's, do as he says. And some of the people like, look at each other, but they nod and they go down under. Torvik, where's your jug? Her lieutenant refuses to leave her side. All right, initiative. Well, no, not, not initiative because there's nothing we to fight right now. We wait for this Kraken to attempt again. What are you doing? I'm I mean, reaching like, out. Because if, it, it's an, if it's an I'm trying to see if it's an animal. Yeah. I'm trying to reach out to communicate with it. Okay, so you reach out and you're searching through the waters and then you find something and you lock with it for a second, you start to talk with it, and then you just get flooded with visual imagery back. You see the gate above you open as like a plume of energy explodes out from both sides in this purple and pink cloud and then gets sucked back in and you see a creature a mile tall step through it with impossible arms and mouths and tentacles and claws and a face that just breaks your mind and then you just snap out of it. But there's no talking with this thing. Whatever this thing is, wherever it comes from, is very, very alien.
Thank you for joining us for another episode of God's Fall. If you want to support the show, pick up a t-shirt, or check out some of the amazing maps and fan art we've received this week, check out our website, godsfall.com. We also want to give a special shout out to our good friends, Battlebar. Their website, BattleBards.com, is in full swing, and if you go there right now, you can find some of the amazing music you've heard right here on God's Fall. They've got weapon sounds, spell sounds, full scripts to breathe some life into your NPCs. How may I and my potions assist you in your rise to power? Even a fire elemental in combat. So if you want your show to sound like God's Fall does, there has never been a better time to check out BattleBards.com. Thanks for joining us for this episode of God's Fall. We'll see you next week. This show was produced and edited by Dead Ghost Productions. Find out more about us and all the shows we make at deadghostpro.com.